Hello, and welcome back to the Nourish with Purpose podcast. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend, and I'm just entering this week super well-rested, and that you've just really enjoyed your time, either if you've been with family or by yourself or traveling. Hopefully, it's been a safe and relaxing time for you. Today, we are talking about resetting. So I always think the day after you know, a long weekend, that is typically the time that I prefer to reset, right? And sometimes that can be a negative way of thinking, right? If we believe that we have to constantly be resetting and then we fall off the train and then reset again. So I'm meaning this more as if you feel like you've had good habits, but your life has maybe felt just a little bit disorganized, no, you are not alone. Today, I'm going to share my struggles as well and really the components that make up a health supporting routine. So whether you're wanting to get back into routine or if you just want to create a routine in general, this is going to be the perfect episode for you. Before we get too far into it, I wanted to also ask that if you're enjoying this podcast, that you would leave it a rating or review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I always appreciate that so much, and it really does help this podcast a lot. I also wanted to tell you too, if you decide to screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram story, or you know anything on social media, make sure you send that to me through the DMs because I will also get you entered into the wellness bundle giveaway. So if you leave a rating and review, you get entered, but also if you want additional entries, you can repost it on your story. And so I talked a little bit last week about what is in that wellness bundle giveaway. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd highly recommend, but so many good little things, not even little things, big things that have helped me so much on my health journey that I'm going to gift to one of you. Getting into the catch-up for this week, there are a few things that I did this last week that truly just were so rejuvenating and refreshing. One of those would be I went thrift shopping, and part of me wants to kind of gatekeep where because I feel like I've told people about it and they've never heard of it. And I'm not saying I'm quirky and different than people. I'm sure a lot of people know about it. But some of the people closest to me that I thought would know about it don't. So I went thrifting at Ruby Bagodias. It's in downtown Lincoln. If you have never been, it is truly such an experience. It's these beautifully curated clothing options that are from all decades. A lot of it is pretty retro. And so it's kind of like almost antique thrift shopping because the clothing is from, you know, starting in the 50s or 40s. They've got stuff just from all generations. And so there is such a wide array. And I'm really trying to kind of change my style a little bit to be a little bit more country-ish. I don't know. There's that coastal country style that I feel like is just maybe been overkilled, but I'm really wanting to slowly curate my wardrobe to be filled with a lot of fun pieces that have meaning behind them. So rather than just placing a bulk order on Shein, which I don't typically shop there anyway, but 
that was something I would use to do. I want as many clothes as possible for as cheap as possible. And there's a time and place for that, don't get me wrong, but I really am focusing on sustainability. And so I want to find clothes that are fun, that nobody else around me has, and really put together outfits that are unique and full of pieces that mean a lot to me. And I'm very much in the beginning stages of this. I feel like I made such a transformation with you know, my health journey when I lost weight and then I had to buy a bunch of new clothes and I really didn't identify what my style was at that point in time. I just wanted clothes that fit. And so now I'm still working through purging clothes, replacing them with other items. And so thrifting and going to places like I did this last week is just such a fun way to curate my style for a pretty low cost comparatively, but with really unique pieces, like I had said. Another highlight of my week is I went flower picking. So if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that, but we went to Harvest Home um, Farm, I suppose they call it, or Homestead, and we got to, it was me, and then I used to work at a coffee shop in Omaha, so all those girls were there too, and we got to pick flowers, and it was just the most relaxing time of my life. Like, I feel like I'm still riding the high from that because it was everything I could have ever wanted and more. My dream is to have a floral farm and do pickings and so people can come and pick flowers, very similar to what she has created there. Um, That farm is just beautiful and incredible and everything I want for my farm and more. Like, that is just truly so inspiring for me to see something like that because I do think one day I could see myself maybe getting more into that realm. Right now, you know, I'm doing coaching, but I also had a garden this summer and it it looks terrible right now. Don't get me wrong. I've kind of just let it go. But every time I go into somebody else's space and see their garden or see their flowers, I'm instantly inspired again. So next summer, we'll see what I decide to do, what in regards to gardening and planting flowers, I would definitely love to have her out to my farm and have her show me, you know, kind of her tips and tricks for growing flowers because that's something I know very little about, but I'm always so interested in learning that. Moving into how I am nourishing my mind, body, and spirit. Right now, I'm really trying to get into meal planning and prep, and this is something I'm going to talk a little bit about later on today because it's an area that I've severely struggled for so long. I feel like since we moved to our house, I've been really, really bad about planning for food, like meals that we're going to make, and having any motivation to go grocery shopping, even though I love it, and especially with meal prep, that was definitely not something I was going to do. And I really was trying to figure out where that had come from, like why I lost such motivation to do that. And I really realized too that it was because I had a garden, there was some produce that would be ready, some that wouldn't. So it was really hard for me to plan on what I could use from my garden. So then I stopped grocery shopping as much because I wanted to save money. And in return, I just lost all motivation for it. And so one tool I'm using is that weekly planner I talked about last week. In writing out the meals that I want to prep, I also bought a new recipe guide. And if you know me personally, really close to me, you'll know that I do not follow recipes. That is not something 
that I like to do. I just like to dump a bunch of things into a pot, see what works, see what doesn't, which is kind of ironic because I do have a recipe guide and I promise that the recipes in that guide are carefully measured out and pretty exact. But I noticed I just needed some inspiration. And so from buying this recipe guide, my goal is to create one of the recipes each week. And what I love about this recipe book is that there are sourdough recipes. And I was just telling Nathan, I make sourdough bread. I feel like I've kind of mastered that to some extent. And so now I want to get into making noodles and tortillas and flatbreads and just really utilizing sourdough as much as I can because that is the primary carb I would say that we have in our meals. And so I just want to find other ways to use it. So that is something that I started doing this week. I got a recipe guide and I also meal prepped some banana, chocolate chip banana muffins and some protein balls and some overnight oats. So I'm trying to get back with it. How I am nourishing my mind is just really getting outside when I'm stressed. So I know in the ketchup, I usually talk about the positives that are happening week to week. That's not to say every day is sunshine and rainbows, right? There are definitely moments where I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I have a lot to do, or I have nothing to do and I don't feel worthy of, you know, resting. And so how I've been working on my mindset is getting outside when I'm stressed. And so flower picking is a really good example of that. Like I had said, it released so much serotonin and I'm still riding the high from that. I mean, it was just so much fun. But also going for walks around lunchtime. You know, I know in the morning I try to get a bulk of my work done. And so if I can go for a walk, you know, 12 to 1 or 2, um, like in that time frame, then I'm going to feel so much better for the afternoon. Even if I have more work to do or I have coaching calls, that's just a really good way for me to release any stress that I have and kind of reset my mind. How I'm nourishing my spirit is this last Sunday, we listened to our church service online and the Phil and pastor was kind of talking about the things, the two things that are really required of us, right? So the first one is to trust in the Lord to fill your heart, soul, and mind. And this also requires that you spend time with God, right? And so he was talking about the statistics of how many hours people spend watching TV or on their phone. And I feel like it was, I mean, the number was definitely over 2000 and it equaled like 163 days that people spend on their phone per year. Like if you would count the full hours, which is just absolutely insane. And I know I fit within that category. It's hard when your work is on your phone, but he was talking about too, at the end of your life, if you were to you know, be confronted by God and say, well, what did you do? How did you spend your time with me? And you're like, well, you know, I reached X amount of levels on Candy Crush. That was the example he used. It's like, would you really feel that fulfilled or that not worthy to be in that space, right? Because we just need to have faith in Jesus to reach eternal life. But would you really feel like you had utilized every second you had on earth if you knew that you were spending 163 days out of the year dedicated to your phone. And so then he was also talking about the second thing we have to do, which is loving our neighbor and living in community. So I feel like so often we want to be so independent and I'm so guilty of this. And when we get into that mindset, we think we have to do everything ourselves and can't take help from anybody around us. There was this post I saw earlier this week and it was talking about how if we all grew one crop you would have enough food to can and preserve that nobody near you would have to go hungry 
So if you think about that, if you live in town and everybody on your block created or raised a new crop, you could all harvest that together and help each other out. Nobody would be hungry. And that was just such a wake up, I think, for me of realizing how far society has drifted. The first grocery store, I believe, was started in 1942. And so it's like, well, what was everybody doing before that? They were growing their own produce. And I guarantee that not everybody could grow everything. So they had to help each other out. And so when you think of it that way, you think about how, like I said, far we've come. We want to be solely doing everything by ourselves. When I had a garden, I wanted to raise everything myself. I felt guilty taking from other people. But when you realize we're all just doing this to help each other out rather than I'm doing this to help myself out, it it can really flip your mindset. And so, you know, I think back to COVID too. I kind of feel like that was when things kind of you know, killed the whole sense of having community. People left the church. People stopped going to church because you could watch it online. People stopped sending their kids to school. And so we all just stayed in our houses, cared about ourselves, cared about our immediate family, and that was that. So I really, my desire is that I am able to grow a community and serve my community well. And that definitely takes time. That's not something I have perfected or will ever perfect. But I've even noticed this with the fitness classes that I've started leading is having a space for women to gather two days a week for 45 minutes. Some people stay for the full two classes. That's about two hours that they're able to be there socializing in community, doing something that we all mutually want to be doing to benefit our own health, but also helping each other out has just been such an incredible experience so far. And I'm entering week two of leading these classes. So if you live close to me, I would highly encourage that you come because I want you there. But living in community, that is just such a goal. And so I really feel like that sermon hit close to home because that's exactly what I'm hoping to create, but also contribute to. Okay, so a pretty long catch up today, but I think it's time that we go ahead and get into the bulk of today's episode. I want to take a quick break to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, one-on-one coaching. Through my signature coaching program, Nourish to Flourish, I work with women to not only focus on decreasing their overall inflammation, but healing their relationship with food and doing the necessary mindset work to make those changes long-lasting. If you're looking to improve the way you feel and truly make changes that last a lifetime by identifying your exact source of inflammation, finding health-improving recipes that align with your goals, grocery shop with a nutrition coach, and be gracefully guided along the way, then this program is for you. Inflammation shows up in various ways such as brain fog, fatigue, stress, chronic pain, general discomfort, headaches, constipation, frequent trips to the restroom, bloating, anxiety, weight gain, abdominal pain, restless sleep. You can really see that the source of all disease is inflammation, but I want to reassure you that it doesn't have to be this way. You can learn more by going to my website, which will be linked below in the show notes. Feel good in your skin, never count calories again, heal your relationship with food, and let's nourish to flourish. So let's reset. Creating consistency, finding your why, and then what I am struggling with now. So truthfully, 
I've been pretty terrible at this. And I say that because I'm super hard on myself, but also there are areas that I'm lacking and I really need to step it up. So that is really why I wanted to create this episode because I really hope that it inspires you and myself to get back to doing what makes us feel our best or what would maybe spark a positive change within our health and well-being. So there are a few components that I really believe make up a strong routine and that I really believe will also help you feel your best. So the first one would be to wake up with the sun. So I say with the sun rather than a specific time because this could really look different depending on the time of the year. So in winter, you sleep a little bit more because the sun rises later. You know, you think of a bear going into hibernation. They sleep almost all of winter. Well, our society would definitely not allow that, nor would our bodies really benefit from that. But in the winter, you can rise just a little bit later, and that's because your body needs more rest. In the summer, you the sun is out earlier, so you sleep a little bit less, right? The sun rises earlier, sets a little bit later. That is kind of the prime time, and I really feel like as a society, we benefit from that surge of energy because we're getting more done throughout the day. We also just have more waking hours with the sun and that is so fulfilling and our body just loves being outside in the fresh air, getting sunlight. And so when we have more of that, I feel like as a society, we're typically a little bit happier. Okay, so waking up with the sun, right? Summer and winter, it's going to look a little bit different. This is not only to support your body season to season, but it also prevents you from snoozing your alarm and avoiding your morning routine. So something that I am so guilty of right now, getting up early. I hate getting up early and I used to be a 5 a.m. riser. When we lived in Omaha, I'd be up at 5 a.m. I'd go get my hour workout in. I'd start my morning routine and by about 7.30 or 8, I was working. Not anymore. Now my schedule looks a little bit different and... I'm lucky if I get out of bed at about seven and that's not what I want, right? For some people that really works, for me, that is not what I want. I wanna be back to getting up at 6 a.m., if not earlier. 5 a.m. is a little extreme for me these days, but to be up at least by six would be my ultimate goal because I hate waking up at seven or 7.30 or this morning it was 7.45 and feeling like I'm already behind. And in no way am I actually behind, but in my mind, If I would have started my day a little bit earlier, I wouldn't have to rush so much to get things done. I wouldn't have to rush through my morning routine. I could be a little bit more relaxed. And so that is the goal that I'm trying to get back to. And so, you know, waking up earlier is really the best way to get your day started off right. You know, even if you don't consider yourself a morning person, this is true, okay? But it takes practice. So one thing you can do by starting today, and this is what I'm going to do, is by setting my alarm back 15 minutes earlier. So once that becomes your new normal, then set it back another 15 until you've gotten to your goal. So like for me, I know I probably would prefer to go to bed or to get up around six. Okay, right now I'm getting up at 7.30. So, or seven, I would say probably more like 7.15. So tomorrow I'm setting my alarm back 7 a.m. That's when I need to be jumping out of bed. And then once that feels comfortable, feels like the new normal, then it's 6.45. So it's doing that gradually because so often, and this is the type of person I am, I'm an all or nothing person. So I'm either going to get up at 7.30 and just keep doing that, or I'm going to set my alarm for 5.45 and force myself to get up that early. 
that is a big time difference. And I'm not allowing my body to gradually adapt to an earlier time. I'm just saying, okay, you've been sleeping in, let's reset and start with the opposite extreme of getting up at 5.45 a.m. It's just not realistic, right? So set that clock back 15 minutes, and then once that gets normal, another 15. It also, this all starts with your nightly routine. So, you know, you should really be counting backwards. So if your goal is to be up by six, you should be counting back eight to nine hours of when you should be going to bed. Or if you have a time that you prefer to go to bed, as long as you're getting that eight hours of sleep, seven to eight hours for sure, eight to nine is really, I mean, if you're able to get that much sleep, that's pretty good. But for us, it's crawling into bed at 10 p.m. And then sometimes I'll typically read for another 30 minutes. But if you have a time that you want to go to bed, that is going to set up your morning for success. Okay, so from here, you can truly start building those health supporting habits. But for me, in my opinion, it is crucial that when you wake up in the morning is your number one absolute goal, okay? That should be the first thing you tackle is getting up early. From here, I would suggest that you start moving your body. Okay, so if you aren't a morning person, I used to not be too, but if getting a full exercise in once you wake up is not it for you, just move your body in a gentle way. So this could look like stretching or you could go for a 10-minute walk It can be something super small and short, but this will release the endorphins that will boost your mood all morning long. You truly will feel so much better if you just move your body in a gentle way in the morning or in an intense way. If you're a morning exercise person, that's awesome. And that's something that is still, it's going to boost your mood. So what this looks like for me is I try to do my full workout for the day as soon as I wake up. So I do not eat before this. You know, I know they typically would recommend that you would eat something. I don't take a pre-workout, so there's no caffeine in my system. If there was, I would eat something with the caffeine. But because I just work out on an empty stomach, I have a glass of water, I just get right into it. Okay, so one thing that could also help you is also having those designated days and sticking to them. So I haven't purchased it yet, but I would love to have a large calendar and be able to put what every single day is. So this is both meal prep, what meal we're eating for supper, and what workout I'm doing that day. I am a visual person, so having that out in front of me would be tremendous. Otherwise, I'm going to put it in my paper calendar. So I also have just a regular planner, and I fill in pretty detailed what I need to do that day and what we're eating I'm going to start adding in what my workout is just because I want to be consistent. I've also seen people do sticky notes. So if they have a goal of they want to work out, you know, five days a week for the next two months, they would have sticky notes of each day. And then once they complete that, they take off the sticky notes so they can see how many days they have left. That's also a great tool. That's a little bit time. It it would take a little bit of time to do that. So that's probably not something I'm personally going to do, but I'll continue to write in my planner. I just need something that I can look at and it's going to motivate me. If I can visually see what I need to do today, I'm much more likely to do it than if I'm just like flying by the seat of my pants and having absolutely no routine, doing whatever feels good that day. You know, at some point, there's, there's two components. We need to listen to our body, right? If you go for a long run and the next day you're exhausted, Don't do a full body workout, do a full body stretch. But at the same time, we have to have discipline. 
So when you can find the balance between listening to your body and having discipline, that's truly when you've kind of perfected routine. And that is something that I'm continuously working on. It's not easy to do. I'll never have it probably perfected. And I don't say that to be hard on myself, but just because it's really hard to listen to your body. I think that's the area I probably struggle with most. I can really push through about most things, but listening to my body when it wants rest or when it wants more food is still something I'm continuously working on. Another piece of this when it comes to moving your body is to lay out your workout clothes the night before. So have them out on your floor with your shoes and know that when I wake up, I'm getting out of my, I'm making my bed. I didn't even mention that. That is a huge component. I'm making my bed, putting on my workout clothes, putting on my tennis shoes. There is no other thing you can do then, right? If you have your tennis shoes on, there's no getting in the shower and, you know, starting your day off getting ready for work because you got your tennis shoes on. So like you better be moving your body or doing a quick pickup around the house, something to move, you know, doing a stretch. That is why that is so beneficial. It's not another thing you have to think of. You wake up in the morning, you're not thinking about anything else, right? You wake up, you put on your clothes, you move your body. It becomes sequential. It's just what you do. And that is, you know, the point ultimately that I would like to get to again is just having that boom, boom, boom. I wake up, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I have to do it. I have to work out because I got my shoes on, I have my workout planned for the day, I need to move my body. And so that is ultimately, I would say, my goal. That doesn't need to be the goal for you. The goal for you could be just to pick up your house when you wake up in the morning. You can still put on workout clothes and tennis shoes and do it in a really rapid fashion. That's pretty exhausting. You could, I mean, if you have family sleeping, you don't want to deep clean, but you could deep clean your house. Whatever it is for you, that is something you enjoy, right? Because you're not going to stick with it if you don't enjoy it. So it needs to be something you enjoy. It needs to be something that's realistic for you. So that is all, you know, for each of us, it's going to look different. Um, But I always just think having your clothes laid out is one less thing you have to think about, okay? Next, I would move into nourishing your body. So breakfast, I talk about this so much, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it is crucial that you are eating breakfast, especially before caffeine. So you could hear, you know, when I talked about moving your body, how if I was having a pre-workout before I obviously worked out, I would eat something with that because that's caffeine. I don't want to consume caffeine on an empty stomach. If you do that, your blood sugar is going to spike. You're going to have a really hard fall off of that, right? When your energy, you know, you reach the peak and then you start dropping, that is going to feel very extreme for you right away in the morning. Your hormones are going to be affected if you're a woman and it's also going to cause acid reflux. I mean, I could talk about it forever. If you consume caffeine on an empty stomach, you're physically going to notice it. So you're going to be bloated. You're going to be constipated. You're going to feel sick. You're going to be moody. All of those are factors that happen if you do not eat breakfast and especially if you have caffeine before breakfast. I always talk about having a balanced plate. By now, you might know the core four that I talk about. That's a lean protein, healthy fat, carb, and fiber. Those are the components that are going to make up a really nutrient-dense breakfast that supports your body. So my typically breakfast, typical breakfast, it changes 
almost all of the time. I used to really do two eggs and toast topped with nut butter and fruit. Now I'm moving back to no overnight oats with some oat um, butter. It's by the brand uh, Oat House, I believe, and it's like a chocolate spread. And so it tastes similar to Nutella. I'll put that on with some fruit. And that's been my breakfast recently. Some days when I don't feel like doing anything too strenuous, I'll just do a smoothie. So I'm going to give you some examples because I'm not going to take the excuse that you rush out the door and don't have time. Because if you are waking up when you're supposed to, if you're even just moving your body for five to 10 minutes, breakfast should be that natural progression where you don't have to rush around. But if you are busy, I'm also going to give you examples for that too. So if you are somebody who finds yourself running out the door, you don't have time to make eggs and toast and bacon, that's not a problem, right? There are a few recipes that I love that I really think you would love too. So the first one is to do individually packaged overnight oats. And I have that recipe on my Instagram page. You prepare them in their own little containers. You can even top them with fruit. You can top them with a nut butter. Have them stored in your fridge where you literally grab one of those, grab a spoon, and you can run out the door. Meaning that when you get to work or whatever you're doing that day that you actually consume that breakfast. Next one would be to have some hard-boiled eggs or a chomps bar. Or one that I really love is a prepped protein shake. So you can actually put all of the ingredients minus your protein powder and the liquid in one of those blenders. So I have a Nutribullet. So if I have like a blender bottle, I would just put it in there, stick it in the freezer. So obviously this takes a little bit of prep the night before, but you'd stick it in your freezer. And then what you would do in the morning is you take it out. You'd add in either your water or milk in the scoop of your protein powder, blend it all up, and you've got a protein shake in less than five minutes. Another one would be protein pancakes. And so again, this one would need prep. That's what all of these routines are going to, or all of these recipes require just a little bit of prep. But I promise if you make habit of it the night before, you're going to notice a tremendous improvement in how you feel in the morning. You're not going to be rushed. You're not going to be running around. It's going to be something quick, simple, easy for you to just grab and go. So this one is protein pancakes. So it the recipe is pretty simple. It's one banana, one tablespoon of oat flour, one serving of protein powder, one egg, and a splash of vanilla. Sometimes we'll even put blueberries in here and you make them like regular pancakes. So how you can prep these is you can make the pancakes. So you would obviously, for however many pancakes you want, you would double the batch or triple the batch. If you wanted to make in bulk, I would recommend that you'd probably do about 10 bananas, so you have 10 pancakes. Might take a little bit of time, but you can make them and then you can freeze them, separating them in a bag with parchment paper. And then the next morning, you take them out, you pop them in the toaster, and you're good to go. So super easy, super delicious. It's just like a healthier version of a pancake that actually has protein in it and is very balanced like what we've been talking about. So the next one is going to be to reflect do some mindset work, or spend time with God. So you can do all three, you can do one, you can alternate days, whatever this might look for you. For this, what it looks like for me is I use a five-minute journal. It's called the five-minute journal. It has journal prompts, gratitude prompts. It's just a really great 
way to recenter every morning and every evening. I also use that weekly planner like I've been talking about to meal plan and prep my meals, as well as just have an idea of what's for the week ahead. It allows you very similar to a planner to see the spread of everything going on that week so you or your spouse or your roommates can really see what's going on. I also then use a student Bible and right now I'm reading through the book of Matthew. So I really just try to pick a book of the Bible and I read one to two chapters each day and then you know I just continue that day after day and then I'll journal and reflect after what I've read. And so If you are somebody, you know, if you're like, I, okay, this is a lot to do in the morning. There's no way on earth I'm going to be able to do this all. Remember, I want you to start with one thing and then build upon it. But if you find yourself rushing out the door and you're like, I don't have time to sit down, listen to, or read, or do any sort of reflection, I want you to try to find a podcast that lifts you up and it helps you with some self-reflection. So I also know that they have these meditation podcasts. And so when I was working my job really early in the morning, I'd have to be there about 6 a.m. I would turn on a meditation podcast, obviously not closing my eyes as I meditate, but it was just relaxing. It was about 10 minutes long and it would give me time to kind of decompress, wake up, reflect on the day ahead, and then move forward with my day. You can also listen to some very relaxing worship music when you get ready. I'm not somebody that likes really upbeat worship music right away in the morning. I like something very relaxing, easy to listen to. Um, I have a really good playlist. I'll actually put it in the show notes because it's so good and it just, like I said, it's relaxing. It's not anything obnoxious, but again, that is a good way to spend time with God, worshiping in your car on the way to work or as you drop your kids off to school. Um, How I have found extra time in the morning is again waking up early and allowing myself to have that dedicated time so it's really easy to just say you're going to do some journaling reflecting mindset work and then when it comes down to it I've noticed that's the one thing that has to give so if I'm rushing out the door and I haven't really woken up early or planned properly the first thing I do is I neglect reflecting journaling spending time reading the Bible. That's just the first thing to go. And so one way that I've been working to fix this is actually to store my journals on my kitchen table, or I have like a little area with a chair and kind of a little um, stand that I can put everything on, and I have a little light there too. So every time I walk past it, I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't done that today. I need to make time for that. Or if I'm eating breakfast, if it's at my kitchen table, it's something I can do. I'll eat my breakfast and then I will do it before I even get up. So that is another way that I have been able to stay consistent. You can also set it by your bed or by your workout equipment, just somewhere where you're going to see your journals, your Bible, and, you know, really create that discipline and stick with it. So it needs to be something you see in the morning, I truly believe, because that's going to make you think, oh, I haven't done that yet, I need to do that. You go grab it, you sit down and you do it. So I'm really trying to not have that be the one thing that gives anymore. With this, it's also important that you are planning out your weeks. 
So this is very similar to that reflection mindset work, but my biggest fear right now is missing something because I have so many calls that I'm lining up. I've got one-on-one outreach for client support. I have platforms that I need to update. I have one balance and I haven't updated it yet this month. It's something I really, really need to do and it's finding the time for it. And so when I'm able to lay out my calendar for the week and look at what's expected of me, what needs to be done by each day, what appointments I have, I feel so much more relaxed for the week ahead. So this is something you could do this one time a week. You could do this on Sunday and just continue to update it as you need to. But it helps me to stay so much more consistent with what needs to be done. And when I have an overview, I can visually look at the overview of my week. If I do that on Sunday, I no longer enter Monday and I'm in a panic. Like, oh my gosh, did I wake up too late? Did I miss a client call? Did I not reach out to a client that I was meaning to reach out to? No. You start the week and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I have to do. And that's all that I have to do. If I have extra time, I can fill that in with something, but I don't have to. These are the absolute things that need to get done. And when you can visually see that, that is going to make such a huge difference, right? So get a massive calendar or a pen and paper calendar and be very specific on what you need to do for that day. So again, I typically recommend doing this on a Sunday and then filling it in as I need to. All right, so let's move into what I'm struggling with, right? Because it can be really easy to talk at you about all of these wonderful things you can add into your routine to feel healthy and uplifted and energized. But that doesn't mean that I don't struggle with things myself. So I've mentioned on here, right, is waking up early. I've been absolutely terrible with that. And I know in order for me to truly feel like I am resetting and creating a sustainable routine, it's going to be getting up early. I also am an all or nothing person. And I, I've talked about this a little bit too, but when it comes to meal planning or meal, meal prep, if I haven't done that on Sunday, I'm not going to do it for the rest of the week. It's just not how I am. I'm not going to just do something in the middle of the week so I can get three days done. Even though meal planning or meal prepping for three days is better than doing nothing, I'm not going to do it if I didn't start at month or Sunday. Similar to exercise, if I don't get up in the morning and work out, I'm probably not going to do it that day because although I used to be an evening workout person, now I am very much a morning exercise person. And if I don't get it done, then it's not going to happen. And so it's that all or nothing mindset that I really think is keeping me from flourishing in my routine. It's preventing me from feeling like I am productive, even if I'm Maybe I don't work out, but I go for a walk at noon. Like that is still doing something. That's still better than doing nothing. And it's hard too, because with clients, I always encourage them to start small. Start with one thing you can do and then build upon it. We don't need to make all these changes in one day. But for me, I am so hard on myself sometimes that I think I need to get everything done in one day. And if I don't get it done, then it's a fail. And that's just not the reality. So maybe that looks like for me, if I don't work out in the morning, understanding that doesn't mean I can't work out today. Let me find a little bit of time in the evening, 30 minutes in the evening before I make supper that I can move my body. It is still going to be something that benefits my health. You know, I don't have to do a vigorous exercise to be productive, or I don't need to make a wonderful spread of meals each week to feel like I'm nourishing my body and my family's body really well. I can just meal prep 
one meal a day. I'm starting with supper, then maybe I'll meal prep some lunch items. Maybe I'll meal prep protein. It's just, what is that one thing that you can do rather than, you know, having that all or nothing mindset? And that's something I'm trying to work through as well. And so with this, I also have realized that there is quite nothing that will motivate me to get out of bed. And it's not that I don't wake up energized. It's not that I don't wake up excited for the day ahead, but I try to milk as much sleep out of the evening or the night as I can. And so when I wake up, it's there's nothing motivating me to really get out of bed. You know, my job obviously is something that motivates me, but that starts typically at like 9 a.m. and I work sometimes until 7 p.m., 6 p.m. And so that's not really the motivating factor because I know I'm not going to allow myself to slip up and not be on time for appointments. But when there is nothing that I really, really need to do that day, it's hard to get out of bed. And so I've realized I need to find my why. And somewhere along the way, I've lost my why. Sometimes, you know, I'll lead workout classes in the evening and so then I don't work out in the morning and then I feel guilty if I sit at my desk all day. And so it's like, well, what am I, why do I feel that way? Like, why do I feel like my day is a wash if I don't do X, Y, and Z in the morning? And so I've really been trying to figure out what that why is for me. And so I wrote out a list of questions that I and I would encourage you to reflect on to find what is motivating you to establish a routine, to reset. What is that for you? Because if you don't have a why, if you don't have a reason for why you're doing it, it's so easy to just blow it off. It's not going to become a routine. It's going to become something you do one day, you don't do it the next, maybe not even the next, and then, oh, well, it's Monday of the next week again. Let's try it again. No, we are looking for consistency, right? I said there's that balance. And finding that consistency is what is going to really catapult you to have those long-term results, long-term changes, and in general, just support your health. And so the first question would be, other than myself, who around me benefits or would benefit from me being my healthiest self? The second question, what internal struggles am I dealing with right now? So this might be the areas of inflammation. So are you noticing fatigue, bloating, constipation, brain fog, lack of energy, depression, anxiety? What do you internally feel day to day that you are just so tired of feeling and you really want to improve? Third one, how would my life change if I dedicated more time towards healing? Question number four, if I'm consistent with this for X amount of time, what experience can I encourage myself with? So I don't want us necessarily think of this as a reward because your reward is eternal health, not eternal, internal health. Um, That is your reward from doing this, right? You have to love yourself enough to want to support your body in really health encouraging ways. But maybe think of this as an exercise class you've been wanting to try. Maybe you want to do a grocery store navigation session with someone. I do that with clients. Like if you have been really consistent with exercise, but you notice your diet is the area that you need a little bit of help, diet meaning just what you eat day to day, then maybe go grocery shopping with somebody like a nutrition coach that can help you out. I would love to do that with you, right? Let's find foods that you can nourish your body with that are going to make those internal changes because you've been so good with exercise. Let's focus on food. Um, Or maybe, like I said, a workout class. If there is a Pilates class you've been wanting to do, but right now you're just focusing on consistency with waking up early. 
all right, well, you know, if you do that for X amount of time, go ahead and plan that early Pilates class because you have complete confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to get there on time and work out in a really fun and unique way. What is that thing that, you know, you do this for three months and you're consistent with yourself for three months. What are you going to do for yourself to both show yourself and your body that you appreciate what it's done for you? It's carried you three months into consistency and you've created long-term changes that are going to support your health forever. So what is something you can do to really, you know, thank your body for that and, you know, by this time, you're also going to internally start feeling better. So how are you going to move forward with that? Just giving yourself gratitude for what you've been able to accomplish. So in summary, routines look very different for everyone, but these components will create long-term changes and they will be a really great place for you to start. Number two, you need to find your why. So otherwise, what are you doing this for, right? There will be that uncurable lack of motivation if you don't have a why. Like I had said, for me getting out of bed, I don't have a why. I'm going to use those journal prompts to reflect and decide what my why is, but I don't have one right now, so sticking with a routine is kind of eh. Like, mm, I could do it, I could not do it, whatever. And that's never how my mentality has ever been. And so that is something that I'm trying to work through. And I really know that finding my why is going to help tremendously. Lastly, track your progress and consistency day to day. This is going to be so encouraging and it'll also really continue to motivate you to stick with this. So that also means tracking your internal progress. So I have what I do in my coaching program, Nourish to Flourish, is we have a symptom tracker. And so they're able to track the symptoms that they feel and notice week to week how they are improving. And so it also really helps you, you know, when you internally start to feel really good, that's really all you need, right? You're going to be motivated to continue to do what it takes to feel internally good, especially if you've noticed signs of inflammation for so long. You can also track your external progress if that's a motivating factor for you. So a lot of the times clients will come to me and say, I just want to lose weight. But then when we dissect that a little bit more, right, we're like, well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I think it would help with my bloating, my fatigue. So then I kind of flip the question. Well, would you still be happy with your results if you didn't lose any weight, but you internally felt so good that you weren't bloated, you weren't constipated, you weren't exhausted? And their answer is, Always, yeah, if I just physically felt good, internally felt good, that would be a win. So that's not to say external factors don't motivate, right? But I would recommend if that is something for you where externally you want to see a certain result, I would recommend that you would do it in a healthful way. So I would say notice how your clothes fit. Are your jeans looser? Does that shirt feel a little bit more comfortable? Do you notice that looking in your closet, you've got a bigger selection of what you can wear because your clothes are fitting different? That is a great way to track it without ever having to step on a scale. All right, so if you've made it to the end of today's episode, I just want to thank you again for being here. If you enjoyed this episode or if you have somebody in your life that is going to hold you accountable and that you can trust, go ahead and screenshot this episode, send it to a friend, let them know you listened and encourage them to listen to you so you can kind of be accountability partners. 
If you are interested in keeping up with my life outside of this podcast, you can follow me at Bailey Seaton on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Lemon8. Um, those are all places you can find me. Never hesitate to reach out. Start with one thing. And if you need some encouragement or some help with that, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help with that as well. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and close today's episode in prayer. So dear Lord, thank you so much for this day and that I can just share openly here about creating a routine. I know you see the struggles I've been going through recently with consistency and finding my why. And I just ask that if, you know, whoever is listening to this podcast is feeling the same way, that they feel encouraged and inspired to start a morning routine, start an evening routine, or just start one thing today that is going to support their health. And whoever is listening and is maybe struggling with some deeper things that they have yet to share with anybody else that they know that they're not alone and how they feel and that they can talk to you, they can reach out to a friend and that they just feel supported along their journey towards a health-fulfilling life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, thank you again so much for listening. I always love being able to chat with you and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.